Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. Today's guest is Vanessa Adia, who is running for U.S. Congress in Texas. During our conversation, Vanessa said something that I just love. We need more everyday people to represent everyday people. She somehow managed to succinctly say what a lot of us have been thinking and feeling. We want people representing us, not politicians. Over the last two years, more and more Americans have been realizing that we've neglected a crucial part of our democracy. A huge majority of us, and I do count myself in this crowd, well, we have been passively political at best. We've voted in the major elections, but haven't really played an active role in deciding who represents us, other than once every four years. Too many of us collectively thought, all politicians are the same, what does it really matter? And then we got a huge wake-up call, about two years ago. It matters. It matters a lot. It is currently mattering very much who our senators are. It will matter very soon who our representatives are. And in a few short weeks, we have a chance to make a huge difference in who represents us in government offices all over the country. Make sure you are doing everything you can. Make sure you are awake. Okay, let's just jump right in. So who are you and for what are you running? My name is Vanessa Adia. I am running for U.S. Congressional District 12 in Texas, which includes a large portion of Fort Worth, but also Parker County to the west and a little bit of Wise County to the north. And where in the state is that located? So we're talking north Texas. Uh, Fort Worth is, you know, right to the west of Dallas. So what inspired you to run? My inspiration to run really came from being a teacher and coming to the realization that uh, I can be the best teacher I know how to be and it simply isn't enough anymore because the world that my two daughters and my students are inheriting is not one that is worthy of them. And so I decided that as an adult who cares about them, it's my responsibility to do something about it. And so I stood up and said, I will run. Are you still working as a teacher or are you running full-time? I am still working as a teacher. <laughs> uh, and and it's, it's complicated. It's, it's difficult. Um, it requires a lot of extra work and late hours. But honestly, that's nothing new for teachers. Teachers, um, you know, throughout history have taken on second jobs and still manage to teach their students to the best of their ability. And so I know I can do it because people have done it Um, for generations before me. Are you going to be able to teach if you get elected? No, no. I, I, um, my, my students and my principal both know that I will finish out the semester and then commit fully to being the representative of the people of District 12. Gotcha. Is there anything tricky that you have to negotiate with like, you know, teachers are historically not supposed to be political and you're running for a very public political office? Is there anything tricky there? Well, I'm very cognizant of the fact that um, because I didn't talk about uh, things like who I voted for, um, you know, my religious beliefs before I was running, I don't talk about it now either. Mm -hmm. My students have figured out that I'm running. It's not (laughs) difficult. I've got yard signs everywhere. So they'll mention it. And if they try to ask a question about it, I tell them, you know, I'm your teacher. My job is to teach you here. And we're not going to have that conversation. Very similar to the way it was when they would ask me who I voted for in an election. 
I would tell them that, you know, when they become adults, it will be their responsibility to make up their own mind and not to be influenced by their teachers at all. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to run for this office rather than something more local or statewide? A lot of the division that I'm seeing in our country that has trickled down to our students is originating at the federal level. And in order to uh, do as much as I can to impact the things that I see my students and their families going through, whether that's quality public education or it's health care or dignity in their work, the best chance I have to have an impact on that is at the federal level. And why are you the best person for this? As a teacher, I am very connected with my community. You know, I, like I said, I've got about 150 students now, but I've taught over a thousand. And I have been connected not only with those students, but with their families. And I see what everyday people in this district go through on a day-to-day basis. It is that connection that makes me so qualified. The person that I am running against barely shows her face in the district. She doesn't have town halls. And most people, if she walked by you in the street, wouldn't recognize uh, my opponent, Kay Granger, because she's just not here in the community. Are you finding people saying those things when you're like out door knocking and talking to people like, I don't know who my representative is? That happens frequently. They'll either say that they have no idea who she is, which I then respond, well, that's telling. Uh, Or they'll say, you know, uh, I knew her back when she was mayor of Fort Worth, but Mm -hmm. we haven't seen her very much since then. Uh, So... If they did know who she was beforehand, they are disappointed that she's not really active in the community anymore. Uh, And then there's the larger problem of the fact that there are a lot of people who don't know who she is because she enjoys flying under the radar. Have you always been political? I've always been interested in politics. I've always followed things in the news. Um, So, for example, I've always been the person who knows who my state rep and state senator is, as well as who my uh, federal representatives and uh, senators are. So I've always been uh, aware of what's going on. I have volunteered on campaigns in the past. Uh, And then here locally, and I don't necessarily consider this politics, but service, I've served on Benbrook Parks and Recreation as vice chair, and I served on the planning and zoning board as well. How did you get those positions? I applied. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the, the requirement was to live in Benbrook for a year, be registered to vote, and I applied as soon as I had lived in Benbrook for a year. That's really cool. So what has the process of running been like for you so far? I have learned a lot during this process. Uh, I, as an everyday person standing up to run for this position, I wasn't entirely sure what to expect, and the majority of the people who are working on our campaign are everyday people just like me, and so to a certain extent, it's allowed us to be innovative and creative in the way that we approach running a campaign and not necessarily following a playbook that people who are recruited to run do follow, and I think it's allowed us to be more successful. 
I've also discovered just how brilliant the people in my life really are as they stepped up to help me in this. You know, you talk to your friends on a regular basis about things going on with your family, uh, things that are happening in your day-to-day -day life, and you may not realize that your best friend is an amazing manager of people and is really great at getting uh, the best talents and skills out of the people that she knows around her. And, and those are the kinds of things that I have discovered while running. And it's been a pretty incredible experience. So what's been the biggest surprise about running for office? I think initially the biggest surprise for me was that I could just be myself mm -hmm. and people would really respond to that. Uh, I'm used to seeing politicians that are more polished and slick uh, that they seem like they've gone through some kind of training on how to be a politician. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if people would respond to me just being myself because I had made a commitment to just be my authentic self. And that people actually liked me for who I was was initially very surprising to me. Uh, it, but it also gave me a lot more confidence to run this campaign in a way that feels authentic to me. What what do you mean you being you rather than like go through the machine? Well, I, look, what you see is what you get with me. Uh, the words that come out of my mouth are my own. I speak my truth. I, I don't try to sugarcoat things and I, I don't try to moderate my statements. And I think think that that's what we are used to when we see politicians. So the fact that I can just be me and just tell the stories of the people that I've met and how they've impacted me and, and why it is that I feel that uh, the policies that I am promoting are best for people and that people really respond to that and listen is something that I think is really unique, not just in this campaign, but in this election cycle, because all over this state and this nation, you have everyday people running for office. And I think it can create a real shift in the way we see interacting with our government. People are starting to realize that we the people actually means everyday people like me and many of the other people who are running right now. I agree with you. I think it's great that people are running as themselves and, you know, people really can relate to someone who's like, oh, I've been there. I've been through what you're going through, you know, and not just like, oh, I heard about this issue. I've, you know, lived this issue or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and one of the funny things is, is that sometimes people will say, oh, well, like, where did you learn how to speak to people? <laughs> well, you know, I speak to people every single day. I'm a teacher. I just speak to younger people. And, you know, perhaps that lends uh, a confidence in being able to, to talk um, in an authentic way to others. Uh, but, you know, honestly, it's probably something that most people have as a skill is communicating with others because we do it every day. So you're a teacher, you're running for office, you've clearly got a lot of stuff going on. What gives you energy? 
<laughs> People ask me that all the time. <laughs> uh, honestly, look, what choice do I have but to have energy? Uh, but the reality is, is there are days that are difficult. Um, just like um, as a teacher, there are days that are difficult. And just about every time I have a day like that, something happens to remind me why it is so important for me to do what I do. Uh, and I get a lot of energy from talking to people in the district, from hearing their stories, uh, whether they are stories of great success or they are stories of hardship. It is a reminder that these people, my neighbors, need real representation. And what I mean by that is somebody who's willing to go to where the people are, listen to them, and figure out how I can best help them. Do you have a favorite moment from your campaign? Uh, no, not really. There's several that uh, have been really exciting for me. Um, I will say one of them was... Uh, early on in the campaign, really, uh, a student from my alma mater, TCU, reached out to me and asked if she could do a presentation on me for her uh, end of semester uh, assignment. And so she interviewed me and then she presented to one of my favorite professors at TCU. And that was just a really interesting moment. It felt like my life had come full circle. Uh, that's, that's one moment that stands out to me, but there are so many others, uh, that have been really incredible and unexpected. Uh, I have met people who have truly shared their, their heart with me and allowed for me to, uh, share in that moment with them, uh, to give them a hug if I felt like that's what, I was being pulled to do um, and just to interact on a human to human level. Uh, it's really hard to pick just one moment though, to be honest. So you said your campaign is doing like interesting, innovative things. What are some things that you're doing that you think make you stand out as a campaign and a candidate? Well, uh, for example, uh, we have decided to spend the majority of our time reaching out to people physically, whether that is knocking on doors or having town halls. We've had four town halls already. Uh, but also we're doing fun things to get more people engaged who wouldn't normally go to a political event. For example, this Sunday, we are uh, hosting an event at uh, Shipping and Receiving in Fort Worth called FemFest. We reached out to local women musicians and artists, and we're going to have a day-long festival celebrating the local female talent in this area to get people out that wouldn't normally come to a political event to engage and inspire them and hopefully to empower them to make their voice heard this November. Very cool. So when you're talking to people, you're having these town halls, what are some of the big issues that you're hearing come up over and over? Healthcare is a huge one. Uh, people are consistently making decisions between their bills and their health, or they're just choosing their bills over their health on a regular basis. People are really struggling. I hear a lot of stories about people who stretch their medication or don't get it at all who put off 
important procedures because they can't afford it or decide who in their family is going to get health care because they only have a certain number of funds available to pay for health care. That is one of them. Another is that people are really worried about our public schools. The uh, seemingly endless attack on our teachers and our public school education, whether that is through attempts to privatize our schools uh, or cut funding for a variety of different programs that have helped us so much, like after-school uh, programs, uh, special ed, gifted and talented, AP. These are all things that are on the chopping block in D.C. Uh, but also, like, people are really over standardized tests. <laughs> and I can tell you that uh, as a teacher and as a parent, and I see my students, it's awful to be administering a test and see a child break down in tears that you know has learned so much that year, but they have so much anxiety over this test. And the way the question is being asked, in a, and these questions are not written, honestly, to find out if the student knows the material, it, they're written in very tricky ways to see if they can understand what the question is asking. Uh, so I'd really love to see an end to high stakes standardized testing and allow for teachers to do their job. We are professionals. Allow us to do what we do best, which is to educate and inspire the next generation of Americans. So healthcare, schools, people are also really concerned about Social Security and Medicare. Uh, because of this recent tax bill, we know that earned benefits like Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid are the things that the people in power in Washington, D.C. are targeting as a way to reduce our deficit that was created by that tax bill. And people are very, very concerned about that as well. Is standardized testing something that Congress can really make a difference on? Oh, absolutely, because there's a federal mandate. You get rid of that federal mandate and states can have the choice to not have those tests. You know, standardized testing has been around in Texas for a long time, but it has gotten more and more intrusive in our classrooms. I remember when I was in high school, we had the TOS test. Uh, but it wasn't a big deal. I didn't spend months preparing for it. I just took it. And now, just about every curriculum that a teacher is expected to follow is geared entirely towards how the test might ask a question about this specific topic, which limits our ability to teach our students about critical thinking and problem solving. And those are the real skills that our students need to be successful as adults for college or career. And we are, as a result, not preparing our students for what they really need. So how can people get involved with your campaign? 
Well, first of all, uh, you can go to vanessaadia.com. That's V-A-N-E-S-S-A-A-D-I-A.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter. We also have an Instagram now because we've got some younger people on our campaign. <laughs> um, I'm a bit too old to understand Instagram, but we're getting some help there. But, you know, we're out in the community all the time. And it's easy to get involved if you reach out or if you come to one of our events, we can plug you in. All right. I got one last question for you. What is one piece of advice that you have for a woman who might be thinking about running for office? Stop asking yourself if you are qualified and take the leap and run. You know, one of the things that I tell my students all the time is to be bold and to not shirk the hard stuff in life because it is in the struggle that you will discover who you are and what you are capable of. And that has definitely held true for me in this campaign. I have discovered things about myself that I really didn't know um, were skills that I have. Uh, And I develop skills as well. So what makes you qualified is who you are. We need more everyday people to be representing everyday people. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for reaching out. And that's it for today. Big thanks to Vanessa Adia for chatting with me. You can find out more about her and her campaign at VanessaAdia.com. That's V-A-N-E-S-S-A-A-D-I-A.com. She's also on Facebook at Vanessa Adia for Congress TX12. And over on Twitter, you can find her at at VanessaAdiaTX12. You can find She's Running on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. If you like what I'm doing here, please tell a friend about the show. You can also help me out by rating She's Running on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or really wherever you're listening to us right now. And that's it for today. Thanks. Talk to you soon.